0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode I speak with comic book writer, novelist, audio drama producer and third time guest Madeline Holly-Rosing about how she produced her first audio drama as well as what she's been reading recently. But before we get into it, I wanted to let you know that the Comic Scene Comic Club has just got a whole lot better. One price, two books and a building library of digital comics. The first 50 sign-ups before the 23rd of November will enjoy this magnificent monthly membership at £8 a month, saving them four ninety nine 99 per month. And when asked, you can help support their indie titles through your membership and get a free copy of the Best of Comic Scene Batman special. Find out more and sign up at comicscene.org forward slash join dash comic dash club. Now, without further ado... On with the show. Hello, Madeline Holly Rosing. How's it going?
1: Pretty good. Thank you, Samuel, for having me on the show again. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolute pleasure. And you are, again, so you are our first return guest, but you are also now our first return. return
1: oh, my guest
0: gosh. As well. So you're the first triple timer.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like it. I have to say, with, you know, I know people all over the world because of the comic comics now and through Facebook and everything, and and quite frankly, the podcast is the only chance I actually get to talk to you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's so nice as well that we can do this, you know, on opposite um, points of the world, um, and uh, it, what what binds us together is comics, so it's fantastic.
1: Yes, yes, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you again for having me on the show. I I do appreciate it.
0: Oh, absolute pleasure. Um, And uh, as as we were kind of saying just before we came on air, you are very busy (laughs) at the moment.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, I I am. It's not the uh, optimal situation, but uh, as some of your listeners, and I know you know, Uh, I'd finished a successful Kickstarter for our fourth sequel for Boston Metaphysical, um, in the spring. And my artist who has a a one year old, uh, Mm. took a bit longer than I had anticipated, but (laughs) you know, it, I got to hand it to her. She, she got the job done. She did great as usual. I love Gwen. I love her work. um, so yeah the books arrived last week uh one week before we're set to launch our kickstarter for our very first audio drama called boston metaphysical society the ghost ship and so yes i am prepping for a new launch while packing books to be shipped out
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah less less than ideal but uh you you're a very capable person um from everything that i've seen you do so i'm i'm sure you can handle it
1: <laughs> oh it'll it'll get out um i think we have over 300 packages out so far um, oh, wow! And, and we have That's at awesome. least 300 more to go
0: <laughs> yeah wow well, yeah exactly so halfway but uh, halfway. pretty pretty good yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um now, uh you were talking about um the audio drama and that's launching as we're recording tomorrow. Right. Um but as this airs, um it would have been up on Kickstarter for what, five or so days? Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so it's it's in the Boston Met- Metaphysical Society universe. Right. Um and it's called Ghost Ship.
1: Yes. Um it's is a story that takes place uh, within the time period of the original six-issue miniseries. And for mm-hmm. those who are have never heard of Boston Metaphysical before, um, the basic premise is about an ex-Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer, and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. Now, the ghost ship, like I mentioned, takes place within our original six-issue graphic novel mini-series, and I kind of refer to the audio drama stories as the case files of the Boston Metaphysical Society, so they're all All standalone, they're all one-offs, and they allude to some of the things that are going on in the original trade paperback, but they don't address any of it at all. Um, And the ghost ship does feature uh, Samuel, Caitlin and Granville are our three main characters and how they are investigating a ghost ship that sails into Boston Harbor. But whoever boards her dies and it's also luring, luring certain children to their death. So they have to figure out why it's there and try to stop it. Uh, from doing these horrible things. So it was, the story itself was an adaptation of a uh, a TV script I wrote a number of years ago. Uh, As I probably mentioned before uh, in your podcast, the original Boston metaphysical society was a TV pilot that I wrote while I was at UCLA, UCLA film school. And another class I took required us to write the fifth episode in our series. And the reason for that is that if you can write the fifth episode in your series, it means it has legs that there's mm-hmm. enough going on for it to continue on as a series. So the ghost ship, uh, audio drama is loosely based on that fifth episode that I write wrote many years ago. Um, a lot of it, in it has changed, but the basic premise uh, remains the same.
0: That's awesome. And so, um, this is how, how many years later? If you don't mind me asking, uh How
1: many? How many years since I? Since
0: you wrote that? Is it, oh yeah, my god! Since, since, We're uh,
1: talking. <laughs> oof, um, uh, like eleven years ago.
0: <laughs> great so isn't that amazing yeah but yeah you you you, you wrote the basic story of, of of this 11 years ago and and now it's coming to fruition through an audio drama um and uh, and what was it that made you want to turn it into an audio drama rather than a comic or a novel uh like you have before
1: uh well i blame it all on eddie louise and <laughs> eddie louise <laughs> is the a writer and co-creator, along with her husband Chip Michael, of the audio drama *Sage and Savant*, which is a steampunk uh, sci-fi mystery. Uh, they, it's still you can download it. Um, it was on for four years. Uh, they both have acting experience as well, and uh, she and I became friends because we met at some we met at a number of conventions and we'd hang out. And then pre-pandemic, we were at the Nebula convention together and she just sat down and she says, you have to turn Boston Metaphysical into an audio drama. You absolutely have to. And so I said, okay, I can do that, but I'm going to need your help because I have no idea how to do this. (laughs) And (laughs) so I essentially hired her and her husband as my production team. So she is the, Eddie Louise is a script editor and her husband, Chip Michael, uh, is the audio engineer director and also the composer of the original music. Uh, this particular audio drama is not like read from a graphic novel. This is your classic radio drama with a full cast, special effects and original music. And it's eight episodes long and each episode is roughly 30 minutes give or take, wow. give or take a few. And so she essentially taught me how to write an audio drama and which was really interesting because it's a different, uh, a different mindset because you can't read or see any of the exposition, but yet you want to try not to be too, you know, on the nose with your dialogue or, have too heavy of a narration. Um, so it, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was very interesting and, you know, getting the sound effects in there and what works and what doesn't. And (laughs) let's just say Mm. I went through a lot of education (laughs) on, (laughs) on how this all works. Uh, they have been absolutely great in putting this together and I am, the producer of the whole thing, which essentially means uh, I handled all of the casting um, wow. from start to finish, even though I when I whittled down to my finalist, I would send them to, to Eddie and get her opinion. And then we talk about mm-hmm. certain actors and what we would prefer. But ultimately, the, the choice was mine. Um, I handled all the contracts, the scheduling uh payment for the actors um you know all all the legal stuff that has to be done and mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'm ai am a bona fide producer now <laughs> whether for i like long. it or not
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you've you've got that title now that's fantastic
1: yeah well i think and, I, uh, I
0: yeah so oh sorry a... no
1: i think I've i've earned that title
0: <laughs> yes very much so yeah, very much so. By the sounds of it, um, and uh, so uh, is is the entire thing uh, produced already?
1: We are in production now. The Great. Uh, eight, all the voice tracks for all eight episodes are already laid out, and mm-hmm. Chip is currently uh, working on the special effects. We will have a little excerpt with music on the Kickstarter homepage. So people can just get a little, you know, snippet of what it's gonna sound like. It's like it's like two and a half minutes. Um, nice. So yeah, you get you get to meet Samuel, Caitlin, and and Granville. And I have to say, the actors, we really got some great quality uh, who auditioned for the roles, and it was really tough narrowing it down. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really pleased with, uh, the professionalism and, and the quality of, of the actors. And I was also fortunate enough when I was at New York comic-con, was it a week and a half ago? Uh, Emily Snyder, who plays Caitlin O'Sullivan, uh, lives in the tri-state area. So she was able to come over on Friday and help. So I got to meet her because everything was done remotely. Mm, and you know no one was in no one was in a studio together that just wasn't going to happen and and we had actors from all over the u.s from seattle to new york to chicago everywhere Mm -hmm. um and we did get some uh some auditions from outside the u.s as well so that was kind of interesting oh great
0: (laughs) yeah no that must have been interesting did anybody end up on the cast from
1: outside um, of the US, uh, no, no, I mean, we're no, 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 that not this many. time around. next yeah. time, <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. I mean, just statistically, yeah. it would have been hard,
0: yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, no, that is absolutely fantastic, um, because I mean, it is really interesting watching uh, voice actors these days because a lot lot of them do just have their own studio at home yes it can just be a nice little tight room um and they've got all of the equipment and things so they can kind of do it all from home with good recording equipment and yeah send it to anywhere around the world
1: (laughs) yes yes and um uh chip did such a great job uh directing them i mean i know Mm. at the beginning i wanted. I wanted to direct as well, but then just watching him and with the actors, I realized I just, I didn't have the experience yet. So, uh, if, if this does well and we want to continue with, a uh, with another season, um, I would probably shadow him for, for another season yeah. before I, mm-hmm. I ventured into that. Cause he really, yeah, he, yeah, he did a really great
0: job. <laughs> Yeah, because um, how how does that work? Is that live directing or is it you know just it's a... a
1: combination of both? Um, Chip right. does things a little differently than uh, most audio dramas. What mm-hmm. he and Eddie Louise like to do is initially we would we paired down to like our top three candidates, and then we had a Zoom meeting. So everyone could see each other and be introduced to one another. And then we broke them out into rooms to run lines against each other to see, you know, the chemistry between them, um, you know, how well Mm -hmm. they took direction. And then we would switch out and change up the actors. So everyone would be playing against somebody, you know, Samuel would be playing a different, against a different Caitlin and vice versa. And then from that, You know, uh, we made the final decisions of who got um, cast, and then what we did was we started off in Zoom and would do a run through, and Chip would give them notes for the run through, Mm -hmm. and uh, we went through it one at least twice, uh, and we broke it up into different days, so we just do like two episodes one afternoon. And then two episodes another afternoon because you know people just get tired you can't keep doing that over and over again um and then we moved into zencaster and then just did a read through all the way through and then what chip would do would take out say um for samuel he would take samuel's voice out the actor who was playing samuel and send mm-hmm. him...
0: Not me, by yes, the way. Let's yes, see.
1: the other, the other Samuel. Or, okay, I'll say Caitlin. <laughs> the character Samuel. So no, so no confusion. <laughs> uh, the, the lady who was playing Caitlin, he would remove her voice from the track and send that track to her. So then when she would record, she could hear the other actors speaking. Very cool. So she could have something to play against. And then mm-hmm. often they would also give us two or three takes, um, for that. And then of course there there are retakes just because yeah. as, as Chip would say, the, the lines that were submitted didn't match the, the emotionality between the actors didn't match. So sometimes right. we'd have to have them retake some lines, um, or add additional stuff, um, but uh, when I originally sent out the casting notice uh, for Caitlin and then there's a, a a supporting character by the name of Jimmy McLaren, I said, you, you you need to be able to carry a tune. You know, don't have to be a great singer, but just carry a tune. <laughs> right. That's fine. I, I'd rather be that you be a better actor than a great singer and a bad actor. I mean, that <laughs> sure. that, that was yeah. my opinion on it. And both Caitlin and, well, Ryan Hoyle plays Jimmy McLaren. It turns out, oh, my God, they are so good.
0: <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So you really uh, lucked out.
1: Because we really did. Because I had them as part as part of the script. They sang The Bard of Armagh, which is a classic Irish, you know, folk song. And, which you probably know. And it was really, it was... Wow, the way Chip put it together and they ended up harming it was just it's outstanding. So nice. I, I think people will be really enchanted by a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um and the and the actors themselves had a really good time too. So um I guess I did good work.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Sounds like you nailed it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Kickstarter and, uh, and helping support it because oh, thank I think you it's uh, it's fantastic that you've managed to to put all of this together um, and of course people can I'm sure people will just be able to, to search ghost ship on Kickstarter to find it or the link will be in the show notes yes of course yeah. um, and uh, just how, how long is the Kickstarter they just so that people can well know. we
1: launch on the 20th so um, mm-hmm. since I haven't launched yet it's usually about it's 30 days it's a 20 30 day you know, so probably, Yeah, it'll probably end what November 18th, 19th ish, something like that.
0: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, we, we, and, um, and when is the estimated delivery?
1: I'm, I always like to put buffer in just to be.
0: Yes. Yes. To right. Because As you rightly did on <laughs> your last project.
1: Cause you know, stuff happens. Um, I'm, Will actually probably be done in January, but I'm saying February mm. just to allow. Yeah, just in case, uh, because yeah, there are some. Uh, obviously, we have downloads. MP3 downloads are
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: for actually three of the reward tiers, and there it's in all the reward tiers. But um, we also have this cool flash drive, which is, and you'll be able to see it on on the uh, the Kickstarter homepage. It's, mm. it's wooden, but it's shaped like an, uh, oval and it's oh. like something you might see on a ship, but, uh, oh. I had my friend artist Alejandro Lee, uh, draw an American clipper ship because the ghost ship is oh. an American clipper ship. And so that's going to be, yeah. um, imprinted on the wooden flash drive. And then on the other side, it'll say the ghost ship. So it looks kind of cool. And then we have a CD with CD quality audio and that's going to be a five disc set. Uh, and it'll have that beautiful, uh, CD cover that, um, my artist Gwen Tavares did. Plus, plus a bunch of other stuff. You know, there's fun stuff. Like, of course I added on the books too, for people who are new to the series, Mm -hmm. if they wanted the books, um, as well as Zoom chats with the actors, if you know want to learn more about voice acting, and Zoom chats with Great. the production team, if you want to talk to me and Chip and Eddie Louise. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: I can't imagine anyone doing that, but you never know.
0: <laughs>
1: we actually do no stuff. Oh, no,
0: I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will, <laughs> um, particularly after this as well, because I mean it's it's just absolutely fascinating. I mean it's it's courageous as well to. To tackle something like this I mean so many people involved it's it's a full production yes you know yes so I mean all power to you for for taking it on
1: <laughs> yeah my husband's kind of mad at me he's like stop doing so yeah. much <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well when uh when fate is calling you can't you can't hang up can you no, you, gotta, you, gotta no you, you
1: can't and and it was it was time to expand into a into a different medium um as yeah. well so uh the Boston Medical <coughs> Physical Universe just just keeps expanding
0: it does yeah I know the, the, the monthly newsletter which is great um which which I'm on and I recommend other people to to get on that as well I uh, know I mean it's just amazing what what you've accomplished over the years so um well done you <laughs> that's, that's thank brilliant. you
1: thank you And now <laughs> i just want to take a vacation
0: which, yes which is, is still it, me too. which
1: is still kind of tough with the covid thing but it's it's better it is, yeah it's better
0: yeah yeah we're getting there we're getting yes. there aren't we um but uh yeah d- during this busy time you know fulfilling one kickstarter launching another um have you had time to read yourself?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely try to do that because I uh, enjoy it. It's it's good for my brain. <laughs> it's good for it's, everybody's brain. Yeah. You know that. 100%, yeah. So yeah, no, I've I've uh, there's a couple things I've read somewhat somewhat recently in the last month or so. Um, one was a graphic novel about the life of uh, Marie Curie and right. it's called Marie Curie, the quest for light. And it's a, if I recall, it's a middle grade graphic novel um, that really focuses on her family background and, uh, and breaks down the scientific details really well. Uh, it was written by two Danish scientists and, Hopefully, I won't destroy their names. Uh, one <laughs> name is Frances Anderson Osterfeld, and then it was Anya Seti Anderson, and it was really cool because I didn't know a lot of this stuff that they had fled Russia, uh, actually fled Poland under Tsarist rule in the 1870s, right. and uh, and her relationship with her sister and her sister became, was a right. doctor i mean it was ah. like it was amazing i mean it was her sister who really um helped her dreams come true of being able to study science and um and get out of poland um and in, and into france um so it it was really interesting and the whole book is kind of done it's in a collage like Art style.
0: Oh, ah, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's not your normal art style. It's it's more like a series of collages, and it's really interesting. Um, you have to pay attention to a lot of the little stuff. Um, the, because they use different things. A lot you'll, you'll use family photos and fabric and. Uh. There's one where there's a really powerful image of the czar where his image is all kind of lumped together in squares, what looks like cloth and cement that are weighing down on his people. And then there are these little eyes that are all over the page that are representative of the secret police and the spies that were everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interestingly done. It's, it's not your standard graphic novel.
0: <laughs> i thought outside the box.
1: Yeah, definitely outside the <laughs> box. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read it.
0: That's fantastic. Um, and then, uh, what, what else was on your, uh, reading list?
1: Uh, oh, this was a little more conventional and a ton of fun. Uh, I read the series, The Lost, The House of Lost Horizons of Sarah Jewel Mystery, and right. it's... Uh, have you read it?
0: No, I haven't, no.
1: Um, it's... Let me see if I can remember all my stuff about it, because the first issue came out... Um, when was that? It came out a little earlier this year, but then... But then it finished up in September. Uh, yeah, I guess oh, it was the it was created by Mike Magnola, and then written by Chris mm. Roberson. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of a mashup of Agatha Christie, Miss Fisher, and the board game Clue. <laughs> Brilliant!
0: Cool. Yeah, it's it's yeah
1: it's uh it's a murder mystery that takes place on an island that's cut off uh, by a storm uh, set in the 1920s. And then there's a paranormal bent to it as well. And it's about the two women who come to investigate um, uh, a a murder that happens. Uh, They're originally there to, to meet a friend who's having an auction of her husband. Her husband died, and so she's auctioning off his stuff. And while they're there, uh, the murders start happening. So, you know, every, every issue, another body drops. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like your classic, you know, Agatha Christie kind of thing. Um, but it it was really refreshing, uh, you know, a little bit light in some respects, uh, which is okay, but does grapple Mm -hmm. a little bit with, um, you know, racism and sexism of, of the world. Right. But yeah, uh, there was a little bit of horror, but nothing really graphic. Um, I did, I did read the whole series and I really liked, uh, I think the first four issues and then the fifth issue to me kind of wrapped it up a little too quick.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But a bit I, I
1: think i think they could have had one more issue but you know uh, i right. get it it's budget i understand <laughs>
0: it's the way it goes isn't it yeah yeah sometimes
1: yeah but that um, was that was a lot of fun uh, that was yeah. really it was a lot of fun
0: yeah overall yeah
1: i, I would I, re- I would recommend it it's just it's just something something fun to read almost falls under uh, cozy mysteries
0: Cozy mystery, there you go. I like that. I like that genre. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh
1: yeah, I'm 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 amazed at you know the people who can write cozy mysteries. I, they're it's, they're perfect for when you just need your brain to just completely relax. And yeah. um uh, there's an author a friend of mine, Kristen Weiss, who does a whole bunch of series of cozy mysteries and she's brilliant at it. Uh, I think the last ones where I read were, um, the perfectly paranormal, this is the perfectly, what is it? Paranormal museum, something like that. I'll have to look it up. The Mm -hmm. perfectly. Now, now I feel bad because I'm like messing up her.
0: (laughs) It's it's going to come to you. Yeah.
1: But it's one of those things. Um, Oh, the perfectly proper paranormal museum. Now, is that a great title or what?
0: Mm. That is, yeah. That's
1: perfect for a cozy mystery. That's perfect. Um, Oh, yeah. And then they have, like, you know, Pressed to Death, The Quiche and the Dead. Yeah, it's just every cover (laughs) of a cozy mystery. I think has to have like baked goods and a cat on it. I think that's mandatory.
0: (laughs) That that sounds about right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or some, some sort of animal, but always baked goods and animals have to be somewhere in the story. That's, that's (laughs) part of the formula. It's a given. It is a given. It is a given, but anybody (laughs) listening, I'm going to go, I'm going to plug Kristen. So if you love cozy mysteries, you're going to, you're going to love her absolutely
0: excellent superb um and then uh was was there anything else that you've been reading over the past few months
1: um i've been doing more audiobooks because i've been traveling a lot
0: ah great uh, yeah give me give me recommendations because i i listen to to a fair few oh my god myself. okay
1: um get your pen and pencil ready on it <laughs> Uh, if you haven't read it already, uh, Martha's Martha Wells, The Murder Bot Diaries,
0: Martha Wells, The Murder Bot Diaries, M U R
1: Murderbot Diaries, M-U-R-
0: Murderbot Diaries. yes, yeah.
1: Oh my god, you will love them. The gentleman who reads them, um, Kevin R. Free, I think his name is, is just right. outstanding. We, I. I like them because they're they're novellas. Most of the stories are novellas. So listening to them were like perfect for the gym when you're doing your cardio. Because, sure. it, you know, in a week or two, you're going to be done, right, with it. And
0: yeah.
1: I listened to this and I said, oh, my husband's going to love this. So I actually bought the novella for him. And he oh, loves nice. listening to it in the car. Um, The other one that was fun... Um, was, I think her name is Theodora Goss's The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter. And that is interesting in that it's about Dr. Jekyll's daughter. Okay. Yeah, but then they bring in essentially the daughters of every fictional iconic horror in, in literature. Um, so you have Justine Frankenstein, you have Catherine Moreau, uh, (laughs) you, you Mm. Renfield is even in there for a little bit. Um, for those who understand the Dracula reference, uh, and then Sherlock Holmes and Watson are part of it, but, they're they're minor characters, which is nice. So it's yeah. essentially about these what turns into five five women who are, are trying to deal with um murder and mayhem and and kidnapping and, and fun stuff. Um it has a really to me, as an audiobook, it it, it it they kind of break the fourth wall a little bit, uh which was really okay which jilted me out of it. Cause when I was first listening to it, I'm like, what, what's going on? I don't understand the story. Mm-hmm. And then they would start the story and then they would break out with the women talking to each other about the story. Mm. And as you know, when you're actually reading something like this, the formatting of the book can cue you that they're switching voices. And switching mm, yeah. point of view, but when you are listening to it, once you get used to what they're doing, it's fine. But like the first couple mm-hmm. times, I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm yeah, confu- what's going
0: on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then I realized what was going on. I am like, oh, okay, fine. Um, if you like much more detailed and intricate fantasy, uh, epic fantasy novels. Um, I've been reading a series by, I think his name's Ken Liu. Uh, let me bring that up. I think it's Ken Liu. Cause I'm on the, um, on the second book. Um, oh yeah. The first one is The Grace of Kings. And right. I'm reading the second one now called The Wall of Storms. And... It's, yeah, oh, they call it Silk Punk, epic fantasy.
0: Silk Punk? Silk Punk.
1: Uh, That's because it's based in uh, Asian culture.
0: Okay, right, yeah. Yeah. Got you.
1: And uh, the series is called The Dandelion Dandelion Dynasty. And it's, there is almost like a little, uh, you know, steampunk, you know, references into it. But it is a really complex story with a ton, a ton of characters. So when you're listening to it, a lot of times I don't listen to it every day. So a a character will come up and I don't remember the name until I get the context in the story. And then like, oh, okay, it's this guy. Um, But it was, I mean, I've been really, I've been really enjoying it. But it is... You got to pay attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, there's some books where you know you can just kind of skim through and it's and it's fine. This one, you got to pay attention.
0: Yeah, otherwise, like you're just gonna get an hour in, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I have, I've, I've been enjoying that. that. That's been my latest thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I do. one that I'd recommend um, kind of in, in that vein is, I think it's, um, is it the nine, it's, it's either nine or eight, or, I think it's nine, like the nine deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know if you've come
0: across that one. Very cool. I'll have to look um, that up. That one, definitely do. Um, that's one I think you'd enjoy, definitely. Um,
1: I'm sorry, who wrote that again?
0: what's the title. Uh, hang on. Let me check. That's his nine deaths. Of Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> the nine deaths. Uh, seven. Sorry. The seven deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle.
1: Oh, there we go. Seven deaths. By Stuart Turton.
0: Turton?
1: Yeah. Oh, high concept murder mystery. Yeah. Oh then that's that's sort of it. that's kind of almost in the same vein of um the house of lost horizons.
0: Right, brilliant. Sounds yes, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very very much that kind of style as well. I know you you'd enjoy that. And everyone else at home you'd enjoy it as well. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you, if you're into audiobooks. Um and if you have got an Audible subscription, um I believe you can download Frankenstein for free at the moment. As well,
1: yeah. We actually Um, use Libro FM, which uh, I
0: cool. Based
1: Libro FM, you can get like a year long subscription. What it does is you can choose to support a local bookstore.
0: Ah, really? Yes, cool.
1: Yeah, it's called Libro FM, and
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, I get like a year membership, and then you get credits for your first 12 right. books so you get them at a discount or for nice. free i think you could get your first 12 Very for cool. free for the yearly but it is nice is that it goes directly to the independent bookstore part of the the sale um goes to an that's independent amazing. bookstore of your choice
0: that's really cool isn't it great that somebody set that up
1: yeah, we discovered it. Uh, there's a comic book store down in in San Diego. They, I think they had to close mm-hmm. up at, because of the the pandemic. They had two stores, and I think they had to close their site. Kamikaze yeah. down in San Diego. And so, yeah, yeah, Kamikaze is our is our our chosen independent bookstore <laughs> for for nice. Libra FM. FM. Um, but yeah, we kind of like that because. Uh, you know, it helps the independent bookstore, and uh, I get my audio books.
0: Yeah, as well. No, that's fantastic, brilliant, good to know. And um, well, it's it's always great to kind of make all of these connections, find out new things, not just kind of reading, <coughs> reading and uh, listening uh, to to media, but things like that, um, Libro FM um we could actually help a, a local bookstore as well so that's uh, that's fantastic madeline much appreciated um and uh, yeah no thank you so much for coming back on the show for a third time um you're really glutton for punishment um but <laughs> I have fun yeah, no, you. always no it's really it really has been a pleasure um and uh yeah no best of luck with the with the kickstarter i, I will be supporting myself absolutely it sounds brilliant um and it's it's great that you know you're you're yeah um trying to yeah explore new horizons like this um with, through the boston metaphysical uh universe um and uh yeah i i recommend everybody else go go have a look and uh if if it looks and sounds good then uh, make sure that you back it
1: great well thank you so much for having me on the show Samuel.
0: Always a pleasure never a chore. <laughs> and uh yeah no um uh, make sure you go uh, click through on all the links um everybody and uh Madeline I do hope at some stage um our paths will will cross in person. I'm hoping to to one day get to New York Comic Con. Um, maybe maybe next year um might be possible i don't know um
1: yeah hopefully and, i will uh, be there next yeah, year as well funny. it was a great show
0: yeah it was a great show it was yeah no it, it, it looked looked really good um and uh hopefully when when the world's uh more open <laughs> hopefully next year then uh yeah i can i can come across the pond and uh yeah that would be great say hello <laughs>
1: that'd be great
0: absolutely fantastic Uh, excellent well yeah you take care um and um you're, you're always welcome back on the show
1: thank you very much
0: bye for now bye bye thanks again to madeline for being on comics for the apocalypse it was an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed the show please leave a review for us on itunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well If you'd like to check out Madeline's work, or follow her on social media. Those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club, and lots of other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.